Hello, good day. Welcome again to World Impressions, Christian Expression, Wise. Today we read Daniel chapter 6. It pleased Darius to appoint 120 satraps to rule throughout the kingdom, with three administrators over them, one of whom was Daniel. The satraps were made accountable to them, so that the king might not suffer loss. Now Daniel so distinguished himself among the administrators and the satraps by his exceptional qualities that the king planned to set him over the whole kingdom. At this, the administrators and the satraps tried to find grounds for charges against Daniel in his conduct of government affairs. But they were unable to do so. They could find no corruption in him because he was trustworthy and neither corrupt nor negligent. Finally, these men said, we will never find any basis for charges against this man, Daniel, unless it has something to do with the law of his God. So these administrators and satraps went as a group to the king and said, may King Darius live forever. The royal administrators, prefects, satraps, advisors, and governors have all agreed that the king should issue an edict and enforce the decree that anyone who prays to any god or human being during the next 30 days, except to you, your majesty, shall be thrown into lion's den. Now your majesty issued the decree and put it in writing so that it cannot be altered in accordance with the law of Medes and Persians, which cannot be repealed. So King Darius put the decree in writing. Now when Daniel learned that the decree had been published, he went home to his upstairs room where the windows opened towards Jerusalem. Three times a day he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to God just as he had done before. Then these men went as a group and found Daniel praying and asking God to help for help. So they went to the king and spoke to him about his royal decree. Did you not publish a decree that during the next 30 days anyone who prays to any god or human being except you, your majesty would be thrown into the lion's den. The king answered the decree stands in accordance with the law of Medes and Persians, which cannot be repealed. Then they said to the king, Daniel, who is one of the exiles from Judah, pays no attention to you. No majesty or to the decree you put in writing. He still prays three times a day. When the king heard this, he was greatly distressed determined to rescue Daniel and made every effort until sundown to save them. Then the men went as group to King Darius and said to him, Remember, your majesty, that according to the law of Medes and Persians, no decree or edict that the king issues can be changed. So the king gave the order. They brought Daniel, threw him into the lion's den. King said to Daniel, May your God, whom you serve, continually rescue you. The stone was brought and placed over the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet ring, with the rings of his nobles, so that Daniel's situation might not be changed. When the king returned to his palace, spent the night without eating, without any entertainment, being brought to him, and he could not sleep. At the first light of dawn, the king got up and hurried to the lion's den 
when he came near the den he called to daniel in an anguish voice daniel servant of living god has your god whom you serve continually been able to rescue you from the lions daniel answered may the king live forever my god sent his angel he shut down the mouth of the lions they have not hurt me because i was found innocent in his sight nor have i ever done any wrong before you your majesty the king was overjoyed and gave orders to lift daniel out of the den when daniel was lifted from the den no wound was found on him because he had trusted in his god at the king's command the men who had falsely accused daniel were brought in and thrown into the lion's den along with their wives their wives and children and before they reached the floor of the den the lions overpowered them and crushed all their bones then the king darius wrote to all nations people of every language in all earth may you prosper greatly i issue a decree in every part of my kingdom that people must suffer fear and reverence the god of daniel for he is the living god he endures forever his kingdom will not be destroyed his dominion will never end he rescues and he saves he performs signs and wonders in the heavens and on earth he has rescued daniel from the power of lions so daniel prospered during the reign of darius and the reign of the cyrus the persian i often wonder in my own life we look at certain people who are possibly you can call them influencers celebrities who seem to have got it all and what is interesting is it seems that they get what they want not only the influencers but very often the people we interact with we see them they seem to aspire for some things and they get what they want in case of men they get the women they want they get the tasks jobs the wealth the popularity the fame they want the kind of lifestyle they want to put it in a summary but one thing that really makes me wonder is for a christian i don't believe that living in that sort of perception is actually or is what can we actually defined as success we live in reality in reality we most often don't get what we want most often we get something that might actually be slightly below standards of what we assume would have been better be it in our mates be it in our jobs be it in our lifestyle be it in our careers we could aspire to look at being men like the celebrities that we see extremely polished extremely extremely charismatic extremely well spoken sometimes even 
the preachers that we actually see, humorous, having the gift of gab, being able to speak, amuse you, entertain you, and possibly inspire you with their words. Or we could actually look at people like Peter, John, Paul, Barnabas, Stephen, John the Baptist. They weren't exactly men who were attractive. It wasn't written in the Bible. though. They were men whom Christ chose, interestingly. Because God looked at something that was inward, not something that was outward. He looked at their hearts. He looked at faithfulness. God knew that Peter would come back to Jesus, even though he denied him. You wouldn't necessarily see that among the ones who aspire for wealth, success, and anything that is not Jesus. Once they get what they want, they'll move on. But Peter wasn't that way. He came back. Even when he gave up and he thought that it doesn't make sense to return, he came back. The same thing we see with Daniel. He considered God his portion. And in, if we notice, you know, in his prayers, it actually says that Daniel prayed thrice a day, giving thanks to God. Yet elsewhere we see that God was the one who blessed him with all the wisdom that was needed for the job. Daniel could not have imagined what he would have needed to stay on the top over there, to be one of the three top leaders in the whole kingdom or empire God was the one who did it for him but even if God would not have done it Daniel would have continued to pray and worship God because he had been sealed with God till his death just like the Holy Spirit seals us with him till we are ready to be presented to God our Lord Daniel's physical presentation occurred when he was brought as a captive from Israel to the palace of Nebuchadnezzar after he was fed and trained, three years after his training. But his actual presentation, the eternal presentation, will occur after resurrection. Just like all of us who believe in Christ Jesus, we will be presented holy and perfect in God's sight. Because of the work that's been done by the Holy Spirit in us, through us, and through the prayers that Jesus makes for us in the presence of God the Father as our advocate. What do we say then? This in fact makes our lives easier. We don't have to live for expectations of the world because expectations set by the world are very high. We don't really need to worry about being the best looker, the best at everything. What we need to be concerned about is doing our best with what God has given us, which is what Daniel did. He was not negligent. He never took anything for granted. A sin of negligence, which I am guilty of, which many of the people in the world are guilty of, 
or take what God gives us for granted. And then we lose out on it. But God, in His grace, offers us plenty of chances every day. It's a beautiful lesson to learn from Daniel. But it's even more beautiful to learn about God's faithfulness. It's a privilege to know that we have been picked. And we have been picked not by what we have to offer, what we show or what we do, except for our faithfulness, where we believe in God. The Bible says that he who endures till the end will be saved. And we have to endure because we are not of this world. But there is a coming world which is eternal, which is where all of this matters. Everything that matters will be there. We'll get to live the lives that God has ordained for us. Something even beautiful, something which is more than what we can imagine. It's written in the Bible. To him who is able to do more than what we can imagine. At the same time, it's written that no eye had seen, no ear has heard what God has prepared for to, to do for the servants of the Most High. So let us keep up the faith and run the race, enduring every trial, giving glory to God and becoming the vessels of His love, of His light and of His saltiness. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Second Peter Chapter 11 says, Since everything will be destroyed in this way, what kind of people ought you to be? You ought to be, you ought to live holy and godly lives as you look forward to the day of God and the speed it's coming. That day will bring about the destruction of heaven by fire. The elements will melt in the heat and keeping with his promise, we are looking forward to a new heaven and new earth where righteousness dwells. So, the exhortation we receive is grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and to Him be glory for now and forever. Amen. Mm -hmm.